our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome, 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 awesome. (laughs) I'm really taking my time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, my lover and yours, Mr. Eric Robertson. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. How be ye? I'm doing really well, thanks. How are you doing? We... Like, I'm dying laughing because neither of us has shown up to the podcast with this much, like, just, like, enthusiasm and non-annoyance, like, in a while. Like, we're we're both feeling that way. Probably because it's been a couple weeks. It's been, it's been, like, a month. Okay. It's been a month. This is why, (laughs) like, how delighted he is. But, but today kicks off the start of a new series. This is episode 144, and it is the first of our series on purpose. And this is episode 144. What is my purpose and how do I find it? I don't know how. Well, with this purpose coaching session number one with Marissa and Kimi. (laughs) So this was a really fun thing I did, and I'm so fun. (laughs) I was feeling really low. And if you listen to the last, like, I don't know, year of podcast, that kind of sums it up. I went to my office on a Saturday because I just didn't even know, like, what to do with myself. And I love my office. It's a safe space. And I went and I was meditating. And without thought and without judgment and without, like, premeditation, I picked up my phone and I acted on an idea that I had been kicking around in my mind. And I said, I would love to do pre- purpose coaching sessions. I don't know what they look like. I don't know how they're going to go. And if you'd like to apply, here's the questions on the next screen. And then I sat there in a note on my phone, wrote a really quick application. It was up on my Instagram stories for maybe like 24 hours. And we got several dozen applications. I'm really happy with the different experiences we get to share and and what happened with these purpose coaching sessions. So we used to do the Build an Awesome Brand Workshop, right, Eric? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would coach people live there, like bring up on, up on stage and I do like my interventions. I do live coaching in my Awesome On Demand group every single month. We have um, group coaching and it's it's similar, but to what you're going to be hearing here, but in a group setting, I'm going to tell you more about Awesome On Demand later in the episode. But I hadn't worked just in this capacity where I'm focusing on purpose rather than like work and business in this coaching setting. So it was really exciting for me and really fun to kind of have this new almost like skill set emerge. And then recently I've just been like reaching out to people that I have friendships with and like kind of like luring them into my office or luring them to a phone call and like... I, of course, ask for their permission, but it's just been really fun to share some of these principles here. And so one of the really, really cool things that happens when you listen to other people share their specifics and share their details is you find yourself in the story and you connect in the story. So we're going to hear from two different women today. The next three weeks after this, possibly four weeks, I don't know how we're going to package it up. We have two different people in each of these purpose coaching sessions. And today we're going to be hearing from Marissa and Kimi. Marissa is absolutely incredible, a bright, beautiful soul who last year lost her 20-year-old son. Um, And it was a a really tragic loss, and it's been a really difficult year. And the reason why we're starting with her episode is because she and I really hammered on the idea of a new definition of purpose that I want to share with you guys, a new definition of purpose. And it is that your purpose is not something you do. It's not something you achieve. Your purpose is showing up as your fullest, most expanded self in every possible moment. So your purpose, therefore, for then becomes to be yourself. And I say in every possible moment because it's not possible in every moment to be this expanded, lofty version of ourselves. But whatever version we can bring of ourselves to the present moment, that is our purpose. And then purpose becomes more of a how do I want to show up rather than what do I achieve and accomplish? It becomes how do I connect to it rather than how do I find it? And Marissa and I really dive in deep to this. And the reason I paired it with Kimi 
is because she brilliantly illustrates the concept of accepting exactly where you're supposed to be. So they're very different conversations, but share the overall themes of self-acceptance, self-love, and your worth being non-negotiable, and that right where you are right now is enough. And I know by listening to both of these, you're going to feel it and find it and understand it even more for yourself. So let's hop right in with Marissa here. I wasn't expecting a 20-year-old to pop on. <laughs> oh, you, you flat me you flatter so I'm being I'm being really serious um, <laughs> when you saw purpose coaching you're scrolling along you're like oh Allison's doing some random thing called purpose coaching what made you decide that's something I think I'd be interested in well I've always been searching for my purpose and I, I guess in my mind I kind of have this idea that I've got one big purpose in life and if I can just figure it out then all will be well. Like I'll have this great path that I'm going to follow. And also, I, I don't know if you know, but you know, my life kind of got flipped upside down yeah. about almost six months ago when my son yeah. passed away. I'm so and sorry. Thank you. And, and so it's kind of like your whole world gets flipped upside down and it's kind of like, okay, and now what? Like, what do I do with all of this now? You know, I, I thought I had this purpose. I, I thought I was moving forward with living a good story, which is this brand that I created in 2015 when we decided to live on the road in an RV for a year. Mm-hmm. And, and now it's almost like I challenged life. Like, yeah, I'm living a good story. And then it's like, life throws this at me. Like, here's your worst nightmare. Now let's see how good of a story you're going to live. Isn't that life, man? Isn't yeah. That life? It's like, let's see how you do with this one. Let's see how you do with the loss of your son. And if you can really live a good story. And, and so when I saw that, I was like, you know, maybe I just need somebody from the outside to look in and say, okay, these are the, her interests. These are the things that are going on in her life. This looks like a good direction to go in. Okay. So I love living a good story. I think that is so beautiful. I think that's incredible. I love that you guys lived on the road. And so you have a blog and an Instagram. Yeah. So a YouTube channel. So we have a YouTube channel and Instagram. Yeah. And we started the YouTube channel towards the end of our RV trip. We were like, you know, maybe we want to show people that this is a possibility and that they can kind of break outside of the box, break, break outside of what they think is normal and do something a little bit challenging, a little bit scary, a little bit daring. And that it's possible for, you know, a family of six to, you know, to just go do something different that is a dream of theirs and not wait until they're retired to travel the the country, but do it now, like do those things that you love now. And so that kind of inspired that idea. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful title. So I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about kind of like practicals, like what you're doing with your life now. And then I want to talk like big picture. What is purpose? How do we define purpose? Right. And, and a little bit of that, but just to start in the minutia a little bit. So what does your life look like right now? Do you do living a good story? Is it like an income provider or is it like a project? Like, what does your life look like? Okay. So my life looks like a lot of laying in bed. Good. 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 I'm very relieved to hear that. I'm genuinely relieved to hear it because I didn't want to have to be the one to tell you to do it. So I'm glad you're doing it. So yeah, a a lot of working through grief. Grief is like hard work. Yeah. And it and it's like almost a full-time job. And so living a good story really is just a passion project that comes like from my soul, that there's something inside of my soul that says, you have something that you can do to help the world and, you know, inspire people in some way. And so I've just kind of been documenting our life and our story and along the way, kind of helping to inspire people, but not many people. So we don't have a huge following and that's okay because- Even just inspiring one or two people makes a difference in one or two people's lives. I'm so impressed, honored. You're a goddess. You're a queen. You're crushing it. That you've like given grieving 
it's due respect and weight, which is it's like a full-time job. And I think that's really beautiful how you shared that and phrased that. So thank you for sharing that. And then also let's talk about purpose now. So I just keep getting Moana stuck in my head where the you're like, I have this call inside of me and that, that is your purpose, right? Like that's it. And the line, the call isn't out there at all. It's inside me. Yeah. Right. It's like the tide always falling and rising. And for me, I've lived so much of my life with this question, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And I right. think, does that, does that feel true for you? My calling is something I need to do. My purpose is something I need to do. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is the mind shift. You live your purpose in everything you do. Say it to me again. Let me like, let it yeah. wash over yeah. me again. So you live your purpose. You live Marissa's purpose. In everything you do, you live your purpose when you brush your teeth. You live your purpose when you tuck your kids in good night. You live your purpose when you grieve. You live your purpose when you communicate with your family. You live your purpose when you pack lunches, when you let somebody bring you dinner. You live your purpose when you receive help. You live your purpose in everything you do. Okay, that's a huge mindset shift for me. Okay. Huge. Good. It's I like, love it. It's like turning a cruise ship around 180. Kind yeah. Of so thing. we're going to let's baby step it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So tell me more. I like how you're feeling. How are you feeling? Like, and any objections are like, no, I don't like that. That's fine too. I <laughs> that's fine too. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm definitely open to this idea, but I guess I just don't even know what that looks like. Like day to day. What does that look? So I just don't even have to do anything and I'm living my purpose. I think in our culture, we are taught to like, well, what are you producing? What are you making? What are you doing? What are you, you know, how much income are you making? How many people are on your Instagram? How many people have you influenced? How many, you know, it, it's all numbers driven and, you know, achievement based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I guess I can't even wrap my brain around what that looks like. Good. Thank you. I love that. I love that. I love that. What if your purpose isn't something you can measure? So then how do you even know if you're living your purpose? You feel joy and you feel sorrow and you feel grief and you show up and you you listen to the call and you're living your purpose. Think of when a tree releases a leaf. I've decided whenever I see a single leaf fall from a tree, that it's a miracle that I get to witness the moment that tree, that leaf, they parted, right? Like it's not, it's not measurable. How many hours, how many days? I mean, I'm sure you could measure it, right? Like, well, now we're getting to run 523,000. <laughs> That's my favorite song. Okay. How do you measure a year in? Oh, and then what's the answer though, Marissa? How do you measure a year in the life? In love. See, the answers are already inside you. There's a reason that's your favorite song. Your soul, your spirit has been trying to communicate to you. The highest expansive creator, goddess you, is saying, Marissa, you're doing awesome. But remember, the way we measure this life is with love. There's a reason you love that song, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you live your purpose in everything you do. Whenever you choose love, you're living your purpose in your highest light. So no longer it becomes, what am I going to do? What do I do? What do I do? It's how do I want to do it? Mm, That's beautiful. Well, thank you. You're beautiful. Uh, (laughs) And and you're like, okay, so what do I do on a day-to-day basis? What are the practices? What is the work? that helps you connect to that, how you want to show up. Because I want you to think of your babies when they're born and you're looking at these babies, you look at your children, what did they achieve for you to love them or have their purpose? Nothing, absolutely nothing. And do you believe that's true for you too? That's a harder one to shift to me, towards me. Do you want to believe it's true for you? 
Absolutely. Okay. That's the start. We just baby step. We baby step. So maybe the first assignment is what if, what would it look like? What does it mean to me, Marissa, that I'm living my purpose right now by grieving? Because you, you want to know what grieving is, Marissa? It's healing. It's choosing love over fear. It's choosing to move forward. It's choosing to live a good story, even though this is heartbreaking, awful, devastating. Yeah. What, what, what else do you want from yourself? You got us? Like, what else? What else is there? Right? Yeah. I can't think of anything more noble, more selfless, more creative, more difficult, more complex than just choosing to live, choosing to live your good story. You already put it in the words that speak to your heart, right? Yeah, yeah. You set yourself up for success, your soul, your spirit, your highest self, whatever you define it is. It set you up for success. Now, unfortunately, you have to do it. And that's the hard part. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So how does that feel? That feels really honoring, actually. That feels in alignment with my soul instead of I guess I was thinking I would get like a checklist, like, okay, if you will do X, Y, and Z, then you'll be living your purpose. You know, if you do this many Instagram posts and this many YouTube videos, then check. I get to like, I guess I get to like check the box and say, yes, yes I did yes. it. Stamp. I get, I get a gold star sticker. Gold star. Gold stars. I want my stickers. <laughs> and so I guess the golden sticker has to come from within me and validating my feeling of finding that joy within me and being true and honoring to myself. That's the gold sticker instead. That's beautiful. That is freaking beautiful what you just said. You are absolutely, you don't need me to say it, but I know you might be like me, so it feels nice. You are correct that part of the way your purpose expresses itself is by sharing lessons from your life. The way that you do it, the way you communicate, that is part of your soul's expression. That is unique. That is unique to you. I can see that in you. It's literally like radiating out of you in the way that you communicate. So you're absolutely right. You've, you've moved along that journey. But honestly, right now, you also are correct. Your full-time job, even though it doesn't feel super fulfilling, is grieving and healing. Yeah. And like any other job, you get to take breaks from it. And you're living your purpose in the breaks and in the fun too, that you can find the slivers of. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I tend to do and high achievers like you might tend to do is only allow yourself to take breaks when you feel broken and down, but not take breaks when you actually feel good enough to enjoy them. So you allow yourself to go grieve and you're feeling the grief. It's very heavy. And I'm going to go take a break and grieve. I'm going to lay in bed. I'm going to do this, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you feel good, you probably think, I better go get all this stuff done that I didn't get done because I was yes. grieving. Yes. Rather than allowing yourself to take a break when you feel good. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't either. Julie, who works with me when I was writing my book and I had like one week left and I was feeling really good. And uh -huh. I said, I'm going to go work on my book. And, and she was like, what if you took a break from writing? And I had one week left before my deadline and tons to do. She's like, 
what if you went and took a break while you feel really good right now? Like, ah, no. <laughs> and I sat there and you're going to probably feel this way. I sat there and I was like, what, what do I do? What do I, what's fun? What am I allowed? Am I allowed to have fun? Am I allowed to smile? Am I right? <laughs> right. And, and then as I was driving towards the office, I realized I want to go to the bookstore. And I was like, wild woman going to the bookstore <laughs> with her mask on. And I just started looking at books and I, and I started appreciating that I was working on a book that was going to be on bookshelves. And like, Ooh. I didn't, when I went to go do that, I didn't know why I was doing it. I just did it. Right. The reason I knew how to follow it and the reason I did it is because I practice it daily. So now I'm going to give you some checklists because I think you want a couple. Yes. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Checklist is, I want you to write a version of what we said. I live my purpose in everything I do, or I would love to believe, or it would serve me to believe, or maybe I can believe I live my purpose in everything I do. Write it on a post-it note, write it on a mirror, put a visual reminder, put a reminder in your phone. We don't want to have to turn that ship 180 degrees overnight unless you want to, unless it feels good. But allow allow yourself that each time you see it, visualize the ship is steering eh, 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 like a little, a little mm-hmm. bit at a time, right? We're not yeah. just trying to stop the moving train on its tracks. We're letting it slow down. Okay. So that's that's step number one. Step number two is then notice. Notice when you're fixating on, I have to get this done. I have to get this done. I have to get this done. How, how do I want to get it done? Oh, how do Do you like that? I love that. I just made it up. I'm glad you liked it. (laughs) No way you did. No, like just for you. Yeah. How do I want to get it done? Because then, then you start to think, I want to spend this hour that I've set aside with my daughter. I want to get it done. I want to get it done with a little more lightness in order for me to show up light for this hour date with my daughter. Maybe I take a bath. Maybe I watch a funny show. Maybe I I look at some memes, right? Maybe I turn on my favorite song from high school because it makes me nostalgic. And when things weren't maybe so heavy. That is the magic sauce right there. That's what like, bridged that gap for me that phrase right there bridged that gap from how I'm doing things to what you were saying I need you know that my purpose is in how I do things and that just okay great bridged it it's just a little mind exercise how do I want to get this done because remember I live my purpose the number one I live my purpose in everything I do here's what I'm going to be doing next here's what I feel like I want to do right? And then the third thing I want to do that I hope doesn't feel awful, and if it does, just don't do it, is taking some breaks when you feel okay. No, that actually feels really honoring. Okay, good. And I love that you're using that word honoring because that's exactly how I intend it, to honor your spirit, honor your soul, honor your physical body, that mm-hmm. grief is not just emotional and mental. It is physical. It's very much physical. There's a physical heaviness that you are dragging around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whenever it lightens, I think it's great because you're, you know, achiever checklist oriented to want to get some stuff done. But also remember, you are not an achiever. You're, you're a soul, you're a being, your existence and achiever is just a label. You decided somewhere along the line was good. Right. And you can decide, yes, this is a big radical change, a heartbreaking change, but you've chosen to live a good story. And some of the practices and labels and things that you carried with you Maybe the big radical change is I'm not going to carry those anymore. Mm -hmm. And the good news is this, as you do these, these three practices, just those three practices, 
you put yourself in the mindset of creation and lightness and connection and ideas flow to you effortlessly. Yeah, I've been in that flow before where so you, you, did, know you it's just true. Feel, I know it's true. Yeah. It's it's often it's so easy to pop out of that flow. It's like, yes. okay, how do I how do I find my way back into that flow? Yes. And and then stay there. You know, because there are so many external voices telling you, you need to do, you need to be, you need to show up this way. You need to restrain. You need to, you know, be this. We we yeah. want you to look and be this way. And it pops you right out of that flow. It as does. soon as you start believing it, as soon as you start sub- yeah. subscribing to those external voices and denying who you are inside. Beautiful. Beautiful. So then the question becomes, what does Marissa do to make sure there's designated time or practices for the internal connection time? Yeah. Right. And Mm -hmm. for me, I meditate every day, but I'm not really strict about at this time, same time, people can get into that. That's okay. Oh, I, yeah, I don't. I rebel against it. I rebel <laughs> against it. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. And so I like to tie it to habits. I brush mm-hmm. my teeth. I take a shower. If I can remember when I'm brushing my teeth and taking a shower to take a deep breath, mm-hmm. to go in. And then in my car, whenever I pull up anywhere, before I get out of the car, I do, and I'm just sharing a few practices and then any ones that you come up with are good for you. I I try not to get out of my car without (sighs) taking a deep breath, noticing if I'm carrying anxiety, notice if I'm carrying anger. They call that the managing your transitions. I try to not transition without getting mindful. And, and, you know, you can do whatever you want in those transitions, but for me, it comes down to surrendering. And when you said, how do I step back in that flow? For me, surrendering is, is a practice for stepping back into the flow, surrendering to my inner guidance, to God's guidance, to spirit, to earth, whatever it is for you, surrendering to that letting go of the external, coming back to your worth is infinite. It is non-negotiable. Your purpose is your existence in this moment. And you only have this moment and you know, that's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so those are just a couple of practices. So maybe picking some of those, those practices for going in because that that's the ticket. That's the key. And that's how you get inspired action. It always starts by getting quiet and still first. Yes, definitely. I believe that that what you're telling me is is the truth. And it's really what I need to assimilate in my life and really believe and understand and radiate and allow others to believe that as well as I do myself. You don't need anybody to tell you to do things. You do things. When something needs to be done, you do it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't need to tell you to do it. I don't need to tell you to make a content calendar. I don't need to tell you strategies. You're very smart. You're very capable. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have no doubts about you. I have no (laughs) doubt. Just the, the compassion and the relief of you're not lost. It's not outside of you. You don't need to find it. It's already there. And Unlike most people, you even have a really beautiful, catchy name for it. (laughs) (laughs) Living a good story, right? Yeah. You have all the pieces in place. It's just how do you want to show up to those pieces can become the next focus for a little bit for you. You're already being authentic. You are just now releasing yourself of the pressure that you should be doing something else you're just, you're doing incredible. You're already doing it. You just get to feel it and allow it now for better and worse. Can, can I just tell you like this energy is just like, whoosh, like, yes. Yay! Like I just get to be and do yes. and yeah. Ah. <laughs> it, 
That's it. And you're living your purpose and you're doing a good job. And lucky for you, I mean, we know it doesn't matter, but you look so gorgeous while you're doing it. (laughs) So much light and love and healing in you to share. And we need you. We need your voice. The world does. I'm just excited to move forward with this new mentality. I love it. Oh my gosh. I love Marissa. I, I wish um, we're going to post on Instagram when when people are okay with it, some clips so you can see like her visual, like her body movements and her expressions to when she's like, I just felt that rushing through me. You can see the visual change in her countenance when she taps into that relief of it's not outside of me. It's not something I have to achieve, my purpose, my calling. I just get to show up. And it was, it was such a beautiful conversation. I want to Thank Marissa so much for sharing herself with us. And now we're going to move into Kimi. But before we do, oh, I I brought Julian. Julian, I we talked with Kimi for so long. <laughs> we got very invested in her life. But before we move to Kimi, I just wanted to talk to you about Awesome On Demand. Awesome On Demand is my monthly coaching program where you, it's the way to get one-on-one access or the the one on the group coaching access to me. If you want that, I want that. I would love to talk to you directly. That's where to do it. And Awesome On Demand, every single month, we have a new course. And this month's course is called You're Not Lost, How to Connect to Your Purpose. We have a little mini version, a little sampling of what that course feels like. And there is a link here in the show notes that if you want to get that mini worksheet talking about purpose, it has my definition of purpose. But if you are loving this conversation about purpose, I want to invite you to check out Awesome On Demand. I've been doing it for about three years now. And over the last year, especially the emotional intelligence, the level of conversations, the level of awareness, the level of questions, not just the people I'm working like me, all of us together as a group, we have evolved so much. And Julie and I like just sit on the floor after doing our coaching sessions with the awesome on demand group and are just floored that we get to interact with this community of people full of so much awareness and compassion and then really looking for clarity, but then all there to support each other. And it's just absolutely magic. I'm only going to keep improving Awesome On Demand. And so if you've heard me talk about it before and you've listened to the podcast, this is going to be my main product offering. This is this is how to access so many tools, meditations, pep talks. And I just would love, love, love if you check it out. Okay. And speaking of love, 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 Kimi, Kimi, Kimi. Oh, let's do it. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this. I'm so happy. Oh my to gosh, no. You. Thank you. I'm fangirling on the inside right now. You're amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you're so sweet. You play it very cool. You seem very chill. I'm so trying. Very, I'm trying to be cool. No, no, you don't have to be cool. Okay. So tell me what you want to focus on today. Since the new year, I've been trying to focus on that I'm in the right place or trying to convince myself that I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be. So maybe just that in general. Okay. I know it sounds like a really broad. No, 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 not at all. I love that. Let's talk about why it's important to you to be in the right place. What does being in the right place mean to you? The expectation of, I guess, just society and growing up and and having it kind of like the roadmap built for me already, like breaking it down almost Barney style. Like this is what's first. This is what's next. This is what's last. And then realizing that on that journey, I was taking forever to get to each step if I even got there and then realizing like, oh snap, I'm not where I'm supposed to be according to this roadmap that was built Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. But like, it was such a general roadmap, but it seemed like everyone else was like cruising, like just having a grand old time. And I was like trying to still get into gear. Like, let's get this car on, but I couldn't get it on. Yeah. Let's attach some specifics to it. What are some of the roadmarks that you right now thought or used to think you should be with or at? Okay. So after high school, you go to college, after college, you get married, you get married, you buy a house, you have kids, like that whole roadmap. Mm -hmm. I have yet to finish any of that. (laughs) Hey, you're doing awesome. 
You're doing Thank great. You. I'm stoked. I'm already loving everything. Okay, <laughs> Yay. Okay, good. Yeah. So I played soccer in college and I was one of the last people to, to sign to a college because I was the first one in my family to go to college. So I didn't even know that I should have been starting my sophomore year, my junior year. My senior year was when I was like, oh, college is next. Maybe I should figure out where I want to go. And that's when I started to like talk to recruiters and stuff like that. But I was so behind that I was like desperate. Wherever anybody wanted to take me and give me a scholarship, I was like, I'm there. So I went to Cal State Fullerton for a couple of years. And then I stopped because school just wasn't for me. And I just found that the only reason I was going was because my parents expected me to. And society told me that high school, college, and then you get on with your life. And when I stopped going to Cal State Fullerton, it was like such a gosh, I can't even explain it. Like it was like one of those things where you expected something for so long and for it to not be what you expected. It was like life was over. Like now what? Now I'm not allowed to do anything else because I didn't finish step number one. And not only that, but then just the trickle effect of like having like just a summer job turn into a, a job that I actually really liked. And I'm still here at that same job, but it wasn't supposed to be a career and it's not expected. And you know, not having a husband and kids in a house like that, that all is like just weighing down on me. Okay. First, I want to say you're incredible. Like, thank you. (laughs) You're, you are, you are a powerhouse. I feel your power. The way that you communicated your story, the way you told it, the way you view it is just beautiful. Mm, thank it's just you. Beautiful. Kimi. Uh, I'm a sympathetic cry. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> cry away. Kimi. Beautiful. What a thank beautiful you. perspective. What a beautiful way. Like I've got the car and I'm trying to get it in gear. Girl, you are an artist. You thank are you. a poet. You are like, yes. Do you know that about you? If you could see the way that you told your story, the way you described it, the language you used, the way you told it, the way your face lit up, the acceptance, the awareness, you're incredible. Thank you. Let's take a deep breath in. Goodness. Thank you. You've got so much light and so (laughs) much beauty and so many gifts. You are not meant to have an ordinary life because you are not ordinary. Thank you. You are exceptional and eccentric, I'm sure, in your own ways. And those are markers of greatness. And so this, this story that you have that is beautifully told and beautifully played out in your head, I'd love to add... Yeah, my story doesn't look the way I thought it would because I can't even anticipate this journey, this life, this path of mine. It's beyond my comprehension. You're a mold breaker. And that doesn't mean that people who aren't quote unquote mold breakers are better or worse. No, 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 no. You just happen to be a mold breakers. We need mold makers. We need mold breakers. We need mold fillers. We need people who refine, people who perfect, people who wake up and say something about this mold is not just, it's not right. We need all of those people. What if your role is to break the mold? Yeah. And we need you. This earth needs you. This planet needs you because that's a very important role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes. I want to just reframe your power, girl. <laughs> like you're just your power. So you talked about confidence. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason when I hear your story, and I don't want to interrupt, so anything you want to interject, come in. Okay. But when you tell this story of, I didn't do what I was supposed to do, it didn't go how it was supposed to go. And then I still got this awesome job and I still have a life and I'm still, dare I say, happy. Is that Mm -hmm. even allowed? Am I even allowed to be happy and not do all these check marks? Mm -hmm. Does that feel true to you? Yes. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. I went back home after I 
left college. Home was being Hawaii. My my family lives in Hawaii, but that that didn't feel like where I was supposed to be. So I was looking for jobs and Disney was the first job that was like my ticket out of Hawaii. So I remember getting interviewing, getting the job and it was super stressful. And when I finally got the job, I was stoked. I was so excited. I told my mom and then she kind of was like, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anybody that it's just Disney. And I was like, oh my gosh, having that being downplayed, I was so bummed. And then I was kind of quiet on anything. I stopped getting excited about it. And I like kind of stopped telling her updates because I didn't want to hear her just be like, whatever, it's nothing. Yeah. And then having the job now that I have is, is I don't work at Disney anymore, but having the job that I do now is it was supposed to be another temporary job, but it turned into this thing that I actually love and I, and I enjoy it. And like you said, like, am I allowed to be happy in something that's so temporary or supposedly temporary? But I, that's I'm at that battle of you're allowed to be happy, but maybe you shouldn't accept where you're at to be happy. Maybe you need to figure out more than just where you're at to be happy. Isn't it crazy if we actually have circumstances that make us happy, we have mental games that are making us miserable. Oh and if our circumstances aren't quote unquote making us happy, then we believe that changing our circumstances is the only thing that will make us happy, which is another mental game making you miserable. Yes. Oh yes. A constant battle. <laughs> yeah. And so the fact that you're like, I love my job. I love my work. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. And this idea that there's a, an arrival and a destination is a fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an illusion and it's okay to know it, but to believe it and know it. Yeah. It's, it's different. Two separate. Yeah. Two separate things. Yeah. Like I know it. I definitely know it. I tell myself every day, you're in the right place. You're where you're supposed to be. But like saying it over and over is in hopes that I actually believe it one day that it's okay where I'm at and that I'm supposed to be here. But like, do I believe it? I don't know. So here's the question is this. What does believing it do? Does believing it keep you from doing something? It's like we're framing it that it, believing it is a negative thing that's going to keep you from achieving. Does that feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if I finally believe it, then it's like, okay, I can kind of sit back and coast because I believe where I'm at is where I'm supposed to be instead of trying to fight for the next thing, like figure out what the next step is and where I'm supposed to be and where it like, but if I believe it, then it's like, oh, well, then I'm settling. But then it's, but that's not the case. I know that's not the case. But then again, believing it's not the case is like a whole different thing. So like coasting is so negative, it has that negative connotation, just coast through life. What if we replace the word coast with the word flow? And in the flow, which I feel like this is, I'm like, I, I am very drawn to people like you because you have a very calming, centered, grounded energy you flow a little more naturally. It's a natural gift and ability you have. And so the challenge then is not learning how to flow, which is more of my challenge. The challenge is realizing that you, you just have that beautiful gift and owning it and letting it be a power rather than something you question because you didn't have to fight, force, push, coerce, mm-hmm. and set goals to achieve it. Yes. No. As soon as you said flow, it was like, oh, let's flow. Like, okay. Oh, baby. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And here's the thing. This think of the current of the water. Think of the motion Mm -hmm. of the wave. The wave doesn't will itself to crest. If the Mm -hmm. wind or the moon or the tides act on it, it does. Outside Mm -hmm. life, COVID, pandemic, Mm -hmm. or when it's time to move, it moves. Mm-hmm. It moves. It's not coasting. It's flowing. When mm-hmm. you need to take inspired action, Kimi, you take it, girl. You, you've proven that to yourself. When, when you need to take action that is scary and uncertain and doesn't feel like the path, you take it. You know how to step into the unknown. You know how to do that. You're not coasting. You know that if there's a big, scary action to take, you're brave enough. You have the skills. You're going to take it. That's the fighter in you. That's the athlete, the competitor. You'll do the hard thing. You don't have to do the hard thing all the time to be worthy of love and approval. You are worthy of love when you're not fighting. 
You're worthy of approval when you're not beating yourself, kicking it down, hustling, right? Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, your mom and her response, it was about her. Mm -hmm. And she loves you. Yeah. She yeah, loves yeah, yeah. And just like she's probably done and said the best, most awesome things for you. She's also done and said some crappy things. Yeah. And you do and say awesome things and you do and say crappy things. And I do and say awesome things. Yeah. And I do and say crappy things. It's allowed. That's allowed. <laughs> it's allowed. We we get to we get to be both. We get to we get to be awesome and crappy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's hard sometimes to accept about people that we gain our confidence and worth from, mm -hmm. like a parent. Yeah. But also very freeing in a way where you're like, they get to they get to be awesome and have done a really good job and have also done some other things that weren't awesome and weren't the best. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, that actually is like more of an unconditional love when we move into that place. And as you move into that place for yourself, that unconditional love, I love myself, whether everyone's giving me gold stars and I'm winning awards, or I love myself when I'm flowing and it's ease. Mm -hmm. I love myself when I'm achieving. I love myself when I'm being lazy. I love myself unconditionally. You give that, you give that unconditional self-love to those around you. Mm -hmm. And I think that you, I feel like you have access to that at your core, but maybe you block yourself from it. What do you think? Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I definitely feel like I give and give and like make sure everyone else has that confidence and make sure everyone else is good to go. And then when it comes to me, I'm like, Oh, nope, no, no, no. We're, this is uncharted territory. Like back up. I don't want I don't want to dig into that any deeper because then it's just a little scary. What does like your most beautiful life look like to you? I feel like it's super cliche to, to say happy and carefree. But like everyone, I think everyone wants to be happy and I, myself included. I, I want to just be like, I want it to be maybe not easy, just, just effortless. I flow like it just I want it to flow I want my life to flow <laughs> what happens if you get really sad or down oh my god I shut down I like shut the world I put my phone in my room and I go and watch movies all day long and I barely leave the house to walk my dog and that will happen for as long as I'll allow it and then I have to get up and go to work <laughs> how do you feel about letting anybody see you in that state either really happy or really sad? Um, really, really happy. I think I'm okay with people saying that. Like, I, yeah. I think I'm constantly that because I, that's the expectation of my personality. But the sad part is if I'm sad, oh my gosh, I would never let anybody see me so down because I, I think that the, that they would, I don't know, see me different or, or think that I'm not as fun as I am because I'm having a bad day. And is that lonely? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. 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 That's really lonely. Yeah. You get to be party pumper Kimi. And you get to be sad Kimi. Yeah? Yeah. And both are really valuable and really powerful. But there's probably some of your friends who would be happy to be sad with you. Do you feel like, do you feel like you have someone? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I feel as though I'm a burden to ask. So I don't. Yeah. And you didn't do anything wrong. You're perfect, but it's going to be hard to keep going like this. It's going to be lonely because here's the thing. You've got work you love. You've got friends. You're whole on your own. You're whole. Just you. Mm -hmm. And nobody else has to say it or prove it or validate it. Okay. 
not your mom, not a partner, mm-hmm. nobody. That's non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable. Your worth, your wholeness is non-negotiable, right? Mm-hmm. Now, to connect and be open and vulnerable, it's very difficult, but allowing ourselves to remember you're allowed to feel all the feelings and you're not a burden. And that's how you're going to feel closer to people. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you feel comfortable sharing what are some of the comparative thoughts that get you down? Oh my gosh, not having a boyfriend. Like okay. that's the first thing. And I think I'm in denial too half the time. I don't want to admit that that having a boyfriend would make life better. So I like, I'm in this, I can do this on my own. I don't need no man. Like I got this at the same yeah. time. I'm like, anytime I see a couple, anytime I see a boy, I'm like, oh, I wish I could just go to McDonald's and get French fries with my man. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here's, here's the good news. The good news is you're a badass warrior flowing goddess who knows how to flow in basically every other area of life. Mm-hmm. So you can do it here. You have the skill set. You know how to do it. You can mm-hmm. flow in your relationships. You apply the same techniques and mindset that you have about flowing and ease and I show up and I'm a mold breaker and it's all good. And you just allow yourself to do it with relationships. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Number one, you're doing everything right in life. You're in the right place. You're exactly where you need to be. Mm-hmm. You're not lazy for thinking it mm-hmm. and believing it won't keep you from also achieving dreams and goals and hopes. And I want you to practice saying that. Mm-hmm. And if you can't believe it, you say, I'm trying to believe that I'm in the right place and allowing that won't keep me from achieving other dreams. The second thing is, We're going to take baby steps in vulnerability. So let's be vulnerable with people you trust and love. Okay. And I think one of the reasons why that exchange with your mom was really hurtful is because you have a hard time. It's not, it doesn't come naturally to you to be open and vulnerable and you were open with her and it was shut down. Yeah. And you're like, I'm never doing that again. See you later, yeah. suckers. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the next time you want to isolate because you don't want to be a burden, remember that allowing people to help you is a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Allowing people to be close to you is a gift because you're freaking awesome. Like, seriously, it's a gift. Thank you. It's a gift mm-hmm. you're giving them. Anybody who gets to be close to you is lucky. Your path, you're a mold breaker. You needed to come to your wholeness. You needed to come to your greatness first before allowing someone in. And that was your Mm -hmm. path. But Mm -hmm. I feel like the reason why the conversation went where it did today is because you're there. And now's the time to practice letting people in, whether it's romantic or otherwise. Mm -hmm. It's okay to take things seriously. It's okay to take dating seriously. It's okay to hope. It's Mm -hmm. okay. And sometimes it's painful to hope because you've hoped for a long time and you don't want to hope anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you do have confidence in yourself. I feel like you don't feel confident in this area. Or do you not have confidence in yourself? Like, is it kind of a code word? I consider myself a confident person. Like if someone were to ask, I think I elude that confidence. However, when it comes to this, I've failed countless times. So then I like, that's where I'm not confident. And maybe that's what I just assume is all of me is because that's where I'm failing. So that's going to define who I am. 
And so not being confident in that area means I'm not a confident person. Okay. So in order to be a confident person, you have to be confident in every single aspect. In my brain, yes. So we just had a huge victory there because now you know what that definition was for you and how it's holding you back. Because mm-hmm. it's just yeah. BS. It's just not mm-hmm. true. It's just not true, right? right. And right. also, you say you failed. Let's just like hold some space for how much hurt must be there because of how you view it yeah. as a failure. You have not mm-hmm. failed at a single thing. You're exactly where you need to be. Yes. Yes. You're a, she's a mold breaker. You're mm-hmm. a mold breaker. You have not failed. You're exactly where you need to be. And that flow and confidence that you have in so many areas of your life, now is the time that you get to move them into relationships not just romantic relationships, relationships with your family, relationships with anybody you feel safe with. Start there. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? I feel great. This is amazing. Oh, I good. feel like I learned so much about myself and I think it was there, but I just needed someone to pull it out. Yeah. It's all there. Cause you're a genius. You're a powerhouse genius. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that <laughs> there's good stuff coming. Cause you're just in the right place. Yeah. You really are. Yeah. And it's hard to see it, but we can see it. And you're awesome. Kimi, right? I hop in my DMs just to check on little Kimi. She, I just kept like, am I being inappropriate? I want to nuzzle you. Like she just had this stillness in her and I just oh I love you Kimi you're exactly where you're supposed to be and talking to Kimi about trusting you're in the right place and believing it's not going to make you a lazy failure if you're not stressing all the time Eric would you say that that's something I struggle with uh yes but you're perfect Uh, evil cackle from me. <laughs> um, one way that I know you can take this purpose coaching episode to the next level and make it even more actionable for yourself is with some questions. So these are some thought-provoking purpose coaching questions for you to do for you. Are you ready? We're going to have two at the end of every episode. The first question is, How do I want to show up and what practices will support me in being able to do that? So as you're exploring this new definition of purpose, after you have listened to Marissa and Kimi today, maybe you've been asking yourself, how do I want to show up? Okay, what are the practices? By practices, I mean meditations, journaling prompts, exercise or stretching or space, time, self-compassion. What are the practices that are going to support you? and how you want to show up. The next hot, juicy question, how is my definition of purpose serving me? Is it serving me? Ooh, these are some good purpose coaching questions for you to apply to yourself. So we we really, with Kimi and with Marissa, right, that universal takeaway of you're exactly where you're supposed to be, and you, you, are uniquely equipped to live your exact life. You get to be both. You get to be all of you. I don't just get to be fun Allison who shows up and has so much energy, it's infectious. I don't only get to be her, but sometimes I feel like I only get to be her. And then I'm over here like apologizing to you guys on the podcast, like, oh, sorry, I've been down. I'm like, I'm I'm not sorry that I've been down because I'm being a human. And so this is something I'm, I, I've really been working on for myself is my darkness is not excused by my light. My darkness is not excused by my light. And what I mean by darkness is the shadow parts of my personality that I don't feel I get to be. I don't feel like I get to get angry. I don't feel like I get to complain or be upset about something because, well, I have these nice things and I'm being ungrateful, right? So it's this whole new understanding. It's different than self-love. It's different than self-compassion. It's it's self-acceptance on a different level of 
I'm not trying to change squelch or shame certain aspects of my personality. Of course, I always want to be inviting myself into more understanding and more love, but I don't have to banish and cast out all things that don't do that 100% of the time. And so this has just been really, really wonderful to get to discuss with so many people. I'm so grateful you're here. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you guys loved it as much as I did. Will you do me a huge favor? If you loved it, will you tell me? (laughs) Will you? Will you come to my Instagram, shoot us an email, post about it on your Instagram, leave a comment on one of the posts about the episodes? I just, I'm so excited about it. And I've been trying to share a lot without getting obsessed with like, are people paying attention? Sometimes it does feel like I'm shouting into the abyss. And I'm very excited about this. And if you want to shout back at me, I'm pretty, I'm pretty open to that. So thank you. And speaking of shouting back at us, Eric, you've got uh, podcast reviews. I do. This one's great. This is from Redenbacher Popcorn. They say, Allison, Eric, and all their guests give me such a unique energy that I truly don't get from other podcasts I listen to. Anytime I listen to one of your podcasts in the morning, I usually end up wearing really colorful clothes that day. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I love it. I'm so happy you both keep spreading your, your humanity, vulnerability, warmth, and love. The world needs your sublime essence. That was so nice. Sublime essence? I just like have to sit with that for a minute. (laughs) There it is. I cried a little bit. Okay. Um, Redenbacher? Redenbacher popcorn. Thank you so much. Will you shoot us an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com so we can send you some goodies. Goodies, goodies, goodies. Thank you for being here to be part of the awesome empire. Thank you again to Marissa and Kimi. We're excited for next week. It's just as good. Remember that if you want to take it to the next level and you want to invest in yourself, it's the most worthwhile investment you could make. Tools and resources to bring you purpose, power, and relief. And that's what we're doing in Awesome On Demand. And I I want to invite you. I have a renewed passion for it and I want you to feel it and hear it because if you have been needing something, if you have been feeling like I was for the last year, if, if you've just kind of keep picking yourself back up over and over again and you and you finally are ready for some resources and a little bit of help, come and join us. It's super affordable and we're super excited to have you. Eric, do you have something from Pleasant Pictures Music Club to take us out on? I've been composing so much. You have. You're very prolific right now. I mean, I go in ebbs and flows and I have been on a freaking... Cyclical nature of life, baby. Yep, that's exactly right. Uh, I, I, I composed a collection called Intricately Delicate, which are just pokey fun ditties. And <laughs> do, do you like that? Do you like that description? That's like the cutest thing you've ever said. You well, don't usually I'm glad, speak in I'm gl- such words. I'm glad it's uh, on tape, yeah. as, as they say. <laughs> uh, this song is called Springtime. Once again, if you need any amazing music to spice up your videos, enhance the vibe, and get your users more engaged, go to Pleasant Pictures Music Club. It's actually pleasantpictures.club. And use code Eric for 20% off. This track is called Springtime.